Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining today. It is a beautiful sunny day here in northern Idaho. It did start out a little dreary, but we've been blessed to have the weather turn around. And I am feeling just as blessed to have an amazing guest on this week with me. Uh, Kendra Lynn from newlifeonahomestead.com is joining me today. And she is just, she inspires me. I love watching her and seeing her excitement with all the new things that she's got going on. It just kind of rekindles Uh, my own feelings from my experience. So without further ado, Kendra, thank you so, so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I've been, this is long overdue. (laughs) I've wanted to have you on for a long time, but I would love for you to share with my audience your story on how you started. Yeah, sure. Um, About seven years ago, it's gone by so quickly. Um, (laughs) My husband and I, <laughs> we we were just regular urbanite, young 20s um, couple, and I just started feeling like I wanted to start trying to find um, farmers to buy from locally. It kind of started that way. I wanted to go to the farmer's market and see what I could find growing locally, and um, I, I really feel like like my path was directed to go that way because that that very first time that we ever went to the farmer's market, I met a woman um, who is a homesteader who lives locally, and she really caught my interest. I I started talking to her um, about some of the things that she was doing, and she talked to me about about her milk cow and her canning and her garden and all the things that she was doing. And this was all brand new to me. Um, I grew up in in the city in California, and um, so living in the South was quite a culture shock for me. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and so when I when I met this woman and she started telling me all the things that she was doing. I didn't know people still did this. I, I had no clue that people still canned and that people still made their soap and that even, you know, that, that they even had these skills. <laughs> and so I was really intrigued. And to me, at first, it was about the money-saving aspect of it. Um, at that time, I was really big into clipping coupons and trying to save money. And so 
when I saw what this woman was doing, growing her own food, preserving her own food, making her own homemade toiletries and cleaners and everything, you know, possible, she was doing it herself, I thought, wow, think of all the money I could save if I did this. And so that kind of um, lit the spark for me. <laughs> yep. And um, so, so, so the next step from there was we wanted to start our own little small garden. Well, it was all around the same time that, that we met this woman that um, we acquired some property. We have an acre of land, and we have a, a home on it. And so we put our first garden in and and. Uh, failed miserably the first couple of years that we attempted gardening. <laughs> it was uh, it was awful. Um, I was recently going through the archives on my blog and just laughing at the photos of our first gardens because it was the most pitiful thing ever. But uh, but we were trying, you yep. know, we were trying. And this woman really took me under her wing and mentored me and. Um, <clears throat> It, it may have been more me um, intruding on her life, but I would call her and say, is it okay if I come over? Can I come visit you this week? Can I see what you're doing? Because I was just like a sponge soaking up everything that she had to share. And um, so <laughs> so we, I did. I visited her very often, and she, I asked her a billion questions, and she was always so accommodating and so sweet and um, good about not laughing at how naive I was. <laughs> and she taught me a lot of things, and everything that she was teaching and showing me, I would go home and do it myself. Yeah. And so it really started like that. It really started with a mentor just kind of... Um, showing me the ropes, and, and I had never heard of the term homesteading, didn't know what it what all in, it entailed. Nice. Um, but once we got into the lifestyle, it, it, it quickly became a lot more than just saving money. Oh, yeah. You know, we saw so many benefits to, to self-sufficiency and, um, you know, the, the security of it and the freedom from it and um, the, the health aspect of, of living this lifestyle. And so anyways, the more that we did, the more benefits we found. And, and so it's like once you start, you just you can't stop, you know. <laughs> it's addicting, isn't it? And there's always more. Yeah, and there's always more to learn. And so that's just what we've been doing for the past seven years. Every year, you know, we just um, add to our skills and our knowledge and try different new things and, um, we're just trying to do all that we can to become as self-sufficient as possible. That's so awesome. And uh, for somebody who didn't know what homesteading meant, uh, you are homesteading now. <laughs> you are all of it. This is so cool. You ha- If you haven't checked out her site, you definitely have to check it out. She's got such great material, and her website is just so inviting. And, and it is funny to go back and read over your old posts. I've been like going through a lot of mine as well, and it's just so funny to just to see that and and reminisce on the things that you've done and and how you miserably failed but you know you're you're progressing through things now i mean we started our garden last year and we got our last frost the second week of july and you know so we have such a short growing oh, season and we were so busy we were building a traditional cabin for friends and it wasn't it was out of state so you know we planted our garden and had people helping care for our home and 
it was just very hard. So I, I feel the same way. Our garden was not a really nice, it wasn't what I was expecting it to look like the first year, but you know, you, you got to start somewhere and you got to, you got to try and you learn as you go because there is so much to learn, like you said. So, you know, we're all in the same boat. We all have to start somewhere. That's right. And and a lot of people feel discouraged, like, I didn't grow up this way. I don't know how to do it. Um, I, I've never done this before. And, and I want to encourage people that that should never slow you down or stop you from doing what you want to do because we had absolutely zero experience. Mm-hmm. I had never... I, I honestly had never grown anything except for that little bean that I planted in, like, kindergarten and, you know, where you're being taught how beans sprout. That, that's the only thing I had ever in my life planted. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, anybody can do this, and, and especially if we can do it. And yeah. we've gone from, from that, from zero knowledge to having a garden and having milk goats and having chickens and canning our food and we're working on, you know, going off grid as you and I have talked about and, and so there you just you just one step at a time, you learn one thing at a time and if you fail you just keep trying because that's the best way to learn. Amen. That is so true. So true. And I try to encourage people the exact same way because you know, we all have to start somewhere and, and to, that's just great encouragement because, you know, life is a constant learning lesson. You're learning something new every day, unless you are just totally in the zone and are avoiding, you know, knowledge. But like you, I am a sponge and almost to the point that it makes my head spin because I just go in so many different directions looking for more knowledge and (laughs) I just make my head spin. But it's just, it's, it's so much fun to me to be able to learn these new skills and to learn these new things. And, and even more so like with what you and I do, you know, we share what doesn't work and what does work and, you know, try to help others along the way. So having those resources is so beneficial for these, for people, you know, that started out like you and, and, and like me and that need, need the guidance. And, and unfortunately not everybody is, you know, grab it and go, like we are. So it's really good to have, you know, those comments made. And I'm so, I'm so grateful that you made that comment because anybody can do this. You just need to take it, like you said, one step at a time. That is the key thing is not to overwhelm yourself and just to enjoy the process. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is about the process. It's, it's not about, um, the end goal. It's about enjoying it along the way, you know, and that's something that I've had to learn (laughs) because it can be discouraging when you have so many failures, you know, and you're, and like, you're forward and steps back all the time. Um, But when you look at it, it's so much fun along the way. And especially when you have children, it's so good for them, Mm -hmm. you know, so it is about the journey. Oh, yes, for sure. Because, you know, the end is endless, you know, there's so much to do and, and you, you can't get caught up in, in the failures, nor can you get caught up in the struggles because you know what, no matter what you do in life, you're going to have struggles. I mean, this past year we ran into so many things, just equipment kept failing and, and our vehicles were giving us trouble while we were working on that cabin. And, you know, we were banging our heads because, you know, when you're in the heat of projects, you want things to work, but it gets to the point where you have to just step back and say, okay, God, thank you. You know, this is real and 
You know, you can't sweat that stuff. You just, I have found this is really sick and maybe twisted, but I find humor in, in those situations because it's either that or tears sometimes. And, you know, I don't want to cry. And if you can just find it funny and realize that God has a sense of humor, stuff breaks. It wouldn't matter if, if you weren't homesteading and you were doing something else, something would break. You know, you'd, you'd get a flat tire. You know, there's always something always. So don't let those, those, events in your life and your attempts to be self-sufficient be washed out because things don't always go your way. And sometimes they don't go your way because maybe, you know, God's trying to show you a better way. Sometimes that happens or he's keeping you from a bad situation, which we've also run into. So, you know, just just roll with it is what I, I try to tell people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's, comfort, it's kind of helpful for me um, to have the blog so when things do happen at least I feel like there's some sense of purpose in it that I can I can blog about it and say okay guys this did not work don't do this you know and um, at least you know I learn from my mistake and hopefully other people can learn without having to repeat the same mistakes yep yep and that's key being able to help each other you know I, I, that's one thing I so enjoy doing is helping other people because, you know, no matter what direction we're heading in, you know, if we can get there and, and together and, and it's an enjoyable experience, why not? You know, so sharing the knowledge is key and you certainly do that. I'm so excited for you guys with your upcoming off-grid adventure. This is just so awesome. (laughs) Oh, I'm dying. I, I told you earlier, I just am ready to just cut the cord, disconnect, and figure it out as we go. But um, my husband is a little more practical, (laughs) and he wants to make sure that everything's okay before we do it. And I'm grateful for that because sometimes I'm... um, I can be very um, haphazard, you know, and and so he keeps me grounded. That's just over But we are slowly working our way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He... We have the hand pump installed on our well, and so right now my husband's working on building a shelter around that so we can hand pump our, our water. Nice. And, then, and we've got the solar panels connected, so um, we're close. Nice. Nice. It's so much fun. I will never, ever, ever go back, and it's just it's just really funny to me. You know, we'll be sitting here working, and we've got plenty of power, and I notice that the local people aren't on Facebook, and I'm thinking, boy, that's really weird that they're not. none of them are on, and go into town, you know, to get our mail or something and find out that power's been out for the last four days, you know, and it's just kind of <laughs> <it's> funny because <laughs> we're so clueless because we're back here, and we're fine, you know, and it's just... Yeah, I, it's just so yeah. nice not having that bill and having that, you know, worry or connection. And it just, I don't know, I think severing that connection just makes it so real that we're doing the authentic traditional thing. I mean, yes, we have power, but, you know, we're still living a very traditional life. We're still, you know, molding our day to day to a very traditional format and it just feels so good it's like we're making our own little house on the prairie or our waltons back in the woods uh you know set up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that i think that's so awesome it is it is so rewarding and so much fun and it's even more fun sharing it and we're going to take a short break to hear some words from our sponsors but you've inspired a lot of questions so when we come back i'm gonna hit (laughs) you Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hit you up with them. But stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
The new Pioneer Magazine, taking the skills and techniques of yesteryears and combining it with solar, hydroponics, and various other advancements of today, creating the most robust pioneering magazine on the market. In addition to the new Pioneer Magazine, they also have available the American Frontiersman Magazine, taking you back to a more primitive time, and both magazines can be found at newpioneermag.com. Get your copies today and be prepared for tomorrow. Do you have a loved one or are you suffering from celiac disease or a gluten intolerance? Trying to find that perfect flour? Whether you are baking cookies, flaky pie crusts, or baking breads from scratch, or you are looking for a quick cake from a package, look no further. Better Batter offers non-GMO gluten-free products with an assortment of packaged items as well as flour packaged in varying sizes including their bulk sizes, perfect for those of you that are practicing your preparedness skills. Better Batter's not just another gluten-free flour. It's what you have been searching for. Visit betterbatter.org. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Okay, we are back, and I am joined today with Kendra Lynn from newlifeonahomestead.com, and um, she has been sharing her adventures with us, and she just is such a wealth of information, and just she's just... She's just very vibrant. I enjoy following her, and it's a real blessing to be connected with her and also to have the opportunity to talk to her today. But you mentioned, Kendra, that you have animals and you have an acre of land. So I think that's really something I would love to hit on because there's so many people also that feel that because they don't have tons of acres that they can't do all these things. But it is possible. It is definitely possible. Um, We have learned a lot of things the hard way um, as far as fencing and containing the animals. Um, We are not able to grow enough feed for our animals on an acre of land, and so we do rely on having to buy feed from a mill. Um, But but it can be done. You know, you can have animals definitely on an acre of land. It's plenty of room. Awesome. Yeah. And now you said you have milk goats and chickens, correct? We actually, at the moment, we do not have our milk goats anymore. Okay. We just have the chickens. Okay. Um, but we we had <laughs> we've had so many uh, quite a menagerie. We had a pig at one time. We've we've had um, a lot of stuff going on. But um, the problem that we have had is that, and and this is kind of a a, a problem with having just a little bit of land. When the goats get out, they're right on top of the garden, the fruit trees, everything. And so they're right there to destroy everything. Uh, and that, that is what we were dealing with. Yeah. And so um, they are we, we decided, it, yeah, it, and we tried everything with the fencing. And it, I just, I don't know what it was. Um, but anyways, we, we decided it wasn't worth it, you know, at this point. <laughs> But in the future, we, yeah, we, we're clearing out some of our property still had thick plots of pine trees and we have just cleared that out and we're looking at fencing that in to put the goats in there. Okay. And, um, I think it'll be, well, our problem is that we try to go cheap on everything, (laughs) you know, we, (laughs) 
Well, we don't have a lot of money. You know, yeah. we're we're one income, and we're working with what we have. And yeah. so, um, when when you're when you're working with what you have on hand, sometimes it is not adequate. And so, we're really going to have to focus on doing it right as far as the fencing goes. Yeah. Well, so, and, anyways, and but you're not alone there. I mean, and that's that's actually the best way you can do it because there's no sense going in the hole trying to get everything in place because once you you're in the hole, you know, you, you're really in a bad spot. So, it you know, and that's how right. we we roll too. You know, we only do what we can do. Um, one of our benefits is that we do have the sawmill that uh, the mountain man built and. That has saved us a lot because we are also surrounded by a lot of dead timber. So, you know, he has built a lot of our structures, and that is how we are able to have our goats. But they are unusual creatures. They are unique. They are personable. They are smart, but they are also the most stubborn thing in the planet sometimes. <laughs> and they are destructive. They, oh, wow, they can ruin a tree in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've we've lost a lot of fruit trees and berry bushes to the goats uh, escaping. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, and that's costly. So yeah, totally get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for our goats right now because we were just able to finally start milking our own goats. I've had loner goats back here. Our uh, breeder goes on vacation every once in a while, and they'll bring them back here, and we'll keep them back here, and then we get to keep all the milk while they're gone and just care for them. For them. And it's been a blessing because I'll just, I get so much milk from their goats, I, I'll freeze it. But So now to have our uh-huh. own goats, but you have to milk them every morning and every night, and, and uh-huh. you know, it's, it's something that has to be done because these poor girls need relief. And, um, yeah. but, but boy, to have that milk on hand. So I'm sure... A, Part of you is missing all that milk to make the cheese and all the other goodies that you can make with it. I do. I do miss it. I've, I still have some frozen for soap, um, but I, I do. I miss making the fresh cheese especially yeah. and and the ice cream, yes. you know. So. <laughs> yes. It'll come again, though. It's, it's, it goes in cycles. Yes. You've got to do what you got to do, you know, as, as you go. We had to get rid of our horse last, this past winter because we just couldn't afford to pay for the hay to feed him through winter and it's one of those things with us and I'm sure the same is for you it's got to be um it's got to be an animal that's going to benefit us that that in order to have it I'm not you know we can't just afford to pay an animal to look at it and and ride it once in a while it's got to have a purpose it's got to either lay something produce something or give us it you know give us good meat Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It yeah, um especially when you're working on on a tight income like that, you everything has to have a purpose and everything has to be productive and it's important to keep good records because um our first year of keeping the milk goat, I kept close records of how much we paid for feed and for for all of the things that we needed for the goat, not including housing and fencing and all that. Right. Um and it was coming up to like Five dollars a gallon for the goat's milk, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we need to do something different because this <laughs> is not saving us money. Um, right. And so, and and so, you you do you figure out what can I do, you know, to fix this. Yep, and what works best for you. You know, it's constantly you kind of morph. Yeah. I think you know everything. You know, you just kind of evaluate things, and keeping records is huge. You know, uh, for everything yeah. you do, um, just so that you can, you know, go back, especially with like the garden too. keeping records of your garden enables you to go back and determine how much more you need to plant or how less much less you need to plant, mm-hmm. depending on what you, you know, you had each year. And it's just keeping those records is really key because you can really if 
I think most of us are on a budget and, and I think that's a really wise thing. Plus the feed goes up and just var- so many variables. So yeah, very good advice. Yeah. Now you also yeah. have some really cool, um, experiences under your belt as well. Um, you do a lot of canning and, um, as a matter of fact, when I look on your website, the thing that I see first is the 23 things you must know to can meat safely. And, um, I love being able to can everything we have and dehydrate everything, but you had the privilege to do a really awesome video, which I have promoted, um, on the show before and in several of my posts. And I would love to know how that all came about and, and your experiences there. Cause it's an awesome video. Thank you. Yeah, that that was super exciting for me um, and a great opportunity. I actually did a short How to Use a Pressure Canner YouTube video a few years ago, and it was really a dry run just showing a pressure canner and explaining how to use it. I didn't actually can anything, but I was the point of it was to introduce people to a pressure canner and the general idea of how to use it. Yep. And... Um, it it really um it went crazy with with hits and and it i just couldn't believe how um popular that video was and how much interest it drew and there were so many comments and people thanking me for making it and i'm i'm thinking wow i didn't even really can anything you know <laughs> and and all these people are feeling like this really helped them and so um mm-hmm. that was interesting to me and so i started looking at the market and um trying to find a a DVD or an instructional or something that showed people like me who didn't grow up canning or watching people can, um, something that would help walk new people through it, and there was nothing. And I I remembered back to when I first started canning, um, I really had to learn through trial and error because all I had was books. And I didn't have, there was one video that I watched, but I found that it assumed that I knew certain things. And they would use terminology or um, processes or or whatever, and and I didn't understand it. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? How did they get to this point? You know, I don't know how to do this. And it was frustrating for me. And so... I when I realized there was nothing, there was nothing out there. I just felt like it, I I had to make something because um, some people won't just get out there and try through trial and error because it's kind of scary when you're canning. And I wanted to give people um, a solid tool to walk them step by step from beginning to end, not assuming that you know anything at all about canning to help you become comfortable and confident in using a water bath canner and a pressure canner. So that was my goal. My goal in life was to was mm-hmm. to help people <laughs> learn to can. Well, that was awesome. It's such a great video, and I highly encourage you guys to check it out. You can find more about it at treyerwilderness.com slash at-home canning for those of you that are on the road. And um, I'll have the links in the show notes. But her, she's just such – she's so cute. I love watching her on the video, and she like – you can just tell on, on her voice. She's always smiling, and it's a really, really <laughs> educational video. And it is true because you read those books, and, you know, there's, there's, t- there's two different types of people. There's one that will read the book and hit the point that you did and turn around and walk away. And there is the other person who won't understand at all what that said, just like you did, but they'll trudge through and not look further. And, you know, that, that fear of, 
you know, with canning, you got you do need to be careful. So it's like kind of building that um, wall unit that you got at Walmart without instructions. You know, it's just you gotta you gotta you know, it's having all the pieces play such a big role, and and you don't want to have situations where when you're canning your food that you you have waste and you have to throw things away. So I think it's just phenomenal that you do have the video out there, and you are so right. There isn't a lot out there. We we do videos on our YouTube channel. We just did one on um, canning chicken just to try to help people too because I know that most people see the pressure canners and just panic because they look like some kind of alien leftover yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's a really nice video, and I encourage you guys to check it out. And I'm glad that you did that because there are so many people that are wanting to continue their self-reliant search and and dream and and all of these things play a role uh, learning all of these skills of gardening and canning and and raising animals and preserving is just such a, so important absolutely yeah yeah, but and you've got a lot going on you will be soon um flipping the switch and and going completely solar and I look forward to having you back on once you have progressed to your solar and to see what you think of it uh we just love it and you know we still do the the oil lanterns just because we can not necessarily that we need to and sometimes in the winter months when we get a lot of gray days we'll just do that just to conserve but we try to be conservative you know, on a normal basis anyway, but it's, it's a fun lifestyle. And I know just by what you're saying, you are just going to be giddy. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have a big off-grid party. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Perfect. Does everybody need to bring their candles (laughs) and their lanterns? Yes. um, Yes. Yes. Bring a candle and bring your own bowl and we'll have a big, I don't know, potluck or something. It's a shame we're on different coasts. I would make sure to have be have make a point to be there <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> with you because it's just fun. It's it's you know people live through our our dreams. You know they want to do what we do, and you know it's just funny. I'm already done it, but I'm still being inspired and just giddy listening to you. So <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's 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 exciting and it's intimidating, and um, I'm I'm so anxious to to hurry up and and do this um but there are a couple things that we're still trying to figure out hot water Mm -hmm. is um the big one for us and i don't know why we're so stumped on the hot water issue but i'm cool with boiling water on a stove and taking a sponge bath that is so fine with me (laughs) um my husband really really wants to have his hot showers and so that's what we're trying to figure out. You know, how do we how do we get hot pressurized water without using propane? Um, you know, and obviously not using electricity. I don't know. Uh, he might have to get used to sponge baths. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some solar options for hot water, and um, there's a couple different things. We actually use propane, but we have a backup as well. So, and I will be talking more about that and also sharing more of that with you. Um, Kendra Lynn has asked me to do a little, um, 
interview for her as well on solar. So um, I will be definitely covering a lot of these topics upcoming as well. Um, I have a book in the works as well on the subject. So we will definitely be covering that and I can definitely fill you in a little bit more on that um, as you guys progress. But I hear you. There's nothing wrong with a sponge bath. And I actually want one of the old cowboy tubs, like the old copper tub with a little um, area to have a fire underneath it outside. <laughs> oh, yes. I've seen those. I want one so bad. I know. There's so many things like that that I want to do. And a smokehouse, you yep. know, and a root cellar. We don't have a root cellar. And so yep. there's so many. There's always a project. Oh, I you know. know. Always something to do. <laughs> I know. We don't have the root cellar yet either, but that's on our list as well. We have the smokehouse, but we don't have the root cellar. And I'll tell you, that makes the root cellars make such a huge difference. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll have yeah. to swap stories on that then, too, in the future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we are running out of time, and I wanted to just um, leave you with the floor here to uh, give your last words of inspiration to my audience. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, anyone listening to the show is probably um, interested in homesteading or doing it a little bit themselves already. So I would just encourage you to um, don't let the failures get you down. Like we said, just keep trying. There's always more to learn. Um, No matter how long you've been doing something, there's always more to learn. So, um, yeah, just uh, I would I would encourage you to utilize the internet as much as possible to look up how to do as much as possible for yourself while you still have the opportunity to do that. Because I don't know that we'll always have the internet available to us and and time available to us to learn these skills. So I feel like it's important that everybody's working on that right now. I agree. That's great advice. I've always said to get a notebook and start compiling, you know, the things that if you haven't had the time to learn, compiling them so that you can learn them in the future without the internet. So yeah, that's awesome, awesome advice. And Kendra Lynn, thank you so, so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time and I know my audience will just love this. (laughs) Thank you, Tammy. I had fun. Thank you for having me on. Likewise. Well, you, you take care and everyone, thank you so much for joining us. And until our next show, you guys take care and God bless. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at treyerwilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you.